Hey friend, it's Corey Robinson with NBC Sports. Let's talk some story. The Boston Celtics, the Miami Heat, the Phoenix Suns, and the Toronto Raptors are all vying for Kevin Durant, who has requested a trade out of Brooklyn. The interesting piece about this is the Celtics. Before we get into why, and believe me, those three letters are in all caps, the biggest font you could imagine, like size 48 font, size 72 font. <laughs> That's just W-H-Y, why? But before we do that, what are the details? The details are Kevin Durant currently, uh, he just signed a new deal. His four years, $198 million left on his contract. Whoa, wait, and, and this is a brief aside. I would just like to, just you and I, we talk directly to the camera here, just brief aside. How in the world is that possible that you could sign an extension with this team and commit to them? And then like shortly thereafter, when you're due nearly $200 million from that team, you, you renege on your decision and you request a trade. To me, today's NBA is just, it's just so confusing. I understand player movement, but I don't really understand it. I don't understand how that, that's being a good partner. But I digress. The important thing here is that Kevin Durant is in his prime. Rudy Gobert just said the trade market at what is, for all intents and purposes, an unreasonable amount. And that is the number two player on your team, you know, a multiple defensive player of the year, is going to get you something in the field of five players and four draft picks. Which then means that Kevin Durant, who is in his prime and a surefire Hall of Famer, is going to get, I mean, he's going to demand, this is what reportedly the Brooklyn Nets are, are looking for. Multiple unprotected first round picks, pick swaps, and impactful players. Let's bring in Boston from uh, the back studio here. Welcome them onto the stage. So look, this confounds me. Is that a good word, confound? It befuddles me. And let me tell you why this confuses me so much. Boston was doing good. And I mean that, like, I felt like kind of like the team mom, you know, it was halftime. I felt like I was getting everyone orange slices and just being like, okay, look, like, good job, guys. Like, we're doing really well. Stay focused. It's going to break out. And the reason why I kind of felt like a team mom here is because the, the expectations for Boston have been sky high, like sky high, because Jason Tatum is rare and everyone knows he's rare. Jalen Brown has just, in, in my mind, I mean, he's continued to over-deliver. And he's made himself into one of the premier players in the NBA, which at the beginning of this partnership, I did not foresee. I'm not sure how many people foresaw that, to be quite honest with you. But the fact of the matter is, he's balling. He's an all-star. They have Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. First guard to win it since Gary Payton. Derek White, brilliant mid-year signing. I think, I mean, I kind of compare it to like the Premier League. Sometimes you'll see these mid-year signings and just immediately... Goals, 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 goals. Just goal production. That, to me, is what Derek White was to that team. A mid-year signing that added that ferocity and kind of like this stealth on the defensive side. <laughs> yes, he could knock down threes, but the amount of times I've seen Derek White in the passing lane and, and launching a fast break, I mean, that was just like it was replayed over and over and over and over and over again in the latter part of the season. I thought it was brilliant. Might have been, in my mind, the best mid-year signing in the NBA last year. The, the thing that confuses me here is yes they needed one more piece clearly they lost in the NBA finals but the thing was they already got that piece they got they got Malcolm Brogdon following the Bucks playbook right you had Giannis you had Chris you developed them Chris over delivered for you Giannis became a superstar super rare and Chris over delivered became one of the uh, premier players in the league an all-star 
and then the third piece was missing. You bring in Drew Holiday, and boom, you win a championship. That's exactly the formula that Boston was employing with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and now this third piece, Malcolm Brogdon, who, by the way, he couldn't really find his fit in the league before this as far as being a featured player. Yes, he was featured in Milwaukee, didn't work. Featured in Indiana, didn't work. But this is the role. This is it. So I thought it was brilliant. Way to bide your time. But now they're getting caught up in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes, and it could derail everything because Jason Tatum's off the table, yes, but Jalen Brown isn't. And it reminds me of the OKC Thunder team that had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. James Harden was coming off the bench, sixth man of the year at the time. They made the finals. What happened after that? They imploded. Every player on that list went on to win MVP or finals MVP, which is remarkable. But it was too early, too soon. And for the past couple years, I've just been thinking to myself, will the Boston Celtics be able to do it given the current configuration or will they implode for whatever reason? And it looks like they're being tempted right now to implode. And it's going to end up like OKC. I think that's the writing on the wall that I'm terrified of, personally. They were doing so well. I'm Coy Robinson with NBC Sports. I'd love to hear what you think. Please reach out to me on social media using the hashtag CoreyStory. Story.